Preface to the First Edition of Hands of Iceland by Victor Hugo Translated by Abby Langdon Alger This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sonia Preface to the First Edition The author of this work, from the day he wrote its first page to the day when he placed the happy word end at the bottom of the last page, was a prey to the most absurd illusion. Fancying that a composition in four parts deserved some consideration, he wasted his time in seeking a fundamental idea, in working it out, well or ill, according to a plan, good or bad, as the case may be, in arranging scenes, combining effects, studying manners and customs as best he might. In a word, he took his work seriously. It is only now when, as it is the wont of authors to end where the reader begins, he was about to elaborate a long preface which should be the shield of his work, and contain, together with a statement of the moral and literary principles upon which his conception rests, a more or less hasty sketch of the various historical events which it embraces, and a more or less clear picture of the country in which the scene is laid. It is only now, I say, that he perceives his error, that he recognizes all the insignificance and all the frivolity of the species of work in behalf of which he has so solemnly spoiled so much paper, and that he feels how strangely he was misled, when he persuaded himself that this romance was indeed, up to a certain point, a literary production, and that these four fragments formed a book. He therefore sagely resolved, after making a proper apology, to say nothing at all in this so-called preface, which the publisher will consequently be careful to print in large letters. He will not tell the reader his name or surname, whether he be old or young, married or a bachelor, whether he has written elegies or fables, odes or satires, whether he means to write tragedies, dramas, or comedies, whether he be the patrician member of some great literary association, or whether he holds a position upon some newspaper. All things, however, which it would be very interesting to know. He confines himself to stating that the picturesque part of his story has been the object of his especial care, that K's, Y's, H's, and W's abound in it, although he uses these romantic letters with extreme temperance, Witness the historic name of Guldenlev, which some chroniclers write Guldenlöwe, a liberty which he has not ventured to allow himself. That there will also be found numerous diphthongs, varied with much taste and elegance, and finally, that each chapter is preceded by a strange and mysterious motto, which adds singularly to the interest, and gives more expressiveness to each part of the composition. January 1823 End of Preface to the First Edition